Hi, it's Triple M Aussie right around the country. This is exciting because when I first started hosting this show, there were a few people I wanted to get on, but the first person I was able to get on was a band that gave our band, British India, our first ever start. Of course, I'm talking about... Spider Bait, Cram is in the house, track slide. And let's not forget. Good news, they're back. My car is a UFO, Cram, welcome to Triple M Aussie Legend. Hi, Maddie. Hey, it's just so weird to hear Black Betty and My Car's a UFO back to back. God, we're a bloody weird band, aren't we? It's awesome. <laughs> hey, man, thanks for coming in early. Can you please tell uh, the Triple M family what you've been doing the last two nights? Not Spider-Bait related, but important um, to hear. Uh, so my life is insane at the moment. Um, so it kind of started with playing the um, Adelaide Festival recently, and I got my kids up to play with me, which was amazing. Yeah. Um, and then we um, we have just recently did Groove in the Moo, which is in, in, like thousands of screaming people which blew our minds so thanks to everyone who came and all the kids um who just made those gigs around the country so amazing hey i'm gonna stop you right there because i saw this posted the other day i've always thought that when it comes to crowd work there's no one better than you cram and well you posted this on your instagram can you please give this some context That'll warm him up. Wow, that's crazy. Who is that guy? <laughs> Holy shit. You know, totally. It's the I, I've always said I'm I'm definitely from the fuck yeah, not the fuck you fraternity, and that was what really what that whole thing was about. Yeah. Look, it's really weird to uh, I don't really listen to myself after doing things, and that's it gives you kind of an outer worldly sort of headspace where it's suddenly like, oh, geez, that's right, that was crazy. So, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Um, bit different. Like last, um, and just thanks to everyone who made those gigs so amazing, but. The last two nights have been a trip as well because we've been doing um, um, some shows at the Palais Theatre and that's why today I was a little bit late getting to the studio because I had a bit of a big night. So sorry to everyone. But of course, with, to your, with your other band, Ark. <clears throat> yeah, this is with um, Australian Rock Collective and the first night we did um, Neil Young's Harvest and then mm. last night we did Let It Be by The Beatles, which has <clears throat> been an amazing thing to do. So We should also remember uh, other band members as well that play with you. Mark Wilson from Jet. we got Davey Lane, UMI. Yes. And Darren Middleton from Powderfinger, of course. Um, so, yeah, it's been a, it's been a trip um, and we're, we're heading out to do the, those shows around the country, which is going to be great. And then um, later in the, later on we're going to start doing these spider bat shows, which is straight afterwards. So, you know, I think by the end of the year I'm going to need a bit of a sleep, mate. <laughs> Well, dude, it feels like we've gone from zero to a hundred, right? How have you found yeah. the transition from not touring, being stationary to all of a sudden being back on a plane, doing these shows, going out and, you know, getting back to the old ways of touring? I think it's been uh, pretty much symptomatic of um, the whole thing. I mean, literally, I I guess was lucky enough to just spend a year of just hanging out on the beach when, when you guys were all down in lockdown in Melbourne, you know, mm. um, and not working was... Um, a bit of a strange feeling in the sense that I did feel personally, I was wondering if we'd ever play shows again and what, what just, what am I going to do with myself? Mm. And I, but I know a lot of people had it heaps worse than I did. Um, but I think now what's happening is there's so many gigs, there's so many fans, um, you know, the festivals we've done and shows we've done have just been packed. 
yeah. with people just so stoked to get out and see and experience music again. And from the musician's point of view, it's exactly the same. So it's it's nuts, but it's a really great nuts, and it's certainly a lot better than what we had to experience before. You know, you're kind of feeling like every gig's a celebration. It's like uh, no matter where you're playing, it's like you might know a friend from that area. You put them on the guest list, and it's just so joyous now exactly. that everyone's back. Yeah, I I really noticed that. Um, <clears throat> I think Groove in the Moo was a particular test. Like we hadn't done a really big festival tour like that for a while and um we weren't kind of sure what it was going to be like and we all we also weren't that sure how uh, the reaction to to us would be i don't know there was a lot of a lot of fans who you know we thought would be super young and maybe not know about our band and we had like these massive gigs like it was off chops and mm. just a great thing for us to experience but just a great thing for the festival that it was such a success and um and like you said there's a there's such a joy in the audience and i feel exactly the same way it's a t- totally different age group and sort of demographic of people but the shows i've done at the palais this week are identical so it doesn't mm. matter who you are what age you are but if you're a music fan you're so happy to be back and going to shows again right now it's I, sick i think so too and that's also i think the power of streaming as well you look at uh, things like Spotify and there's every chance that someone who's never heard of your band might be on a playlist and a Spiderbait song will pop up and that's how they're introduced to your band oh, now. that's really true, man. Yeah, yeah. so I think there's a, that's the reason why we're seeing a lot of diversity now at yeah. shows yeah. through streaming. Yeah, I think well, that's – we um, Spotify in particular – we didn't realize, but our label told us about how, you know, now you can break down who's listening to you and all that stuff, which yeah. you never used to be able to do. There's this new thing called data, which I still don't understand. <laughs> yeah. Um, but um, I thought data was the guy out of, you know, Star Trek. But anyway, um, so, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we just noticed that um, the response to a lot of our songs on Spotify was massive. And we totally. just like, we're like, who are these people? Like, mm. we didn't know that. And I guess we're not from an age of... of being that savvy with social media, like a lot of the younger crew are now, and they're so into it. Um, so it was a beautiful surprise, and it's still, to me, um, I think that's one of the reasons that we wanted to do these shows for Janet, is just we're sort of into this space of wanting to celebrate, I guess, our legacy collectively, yeah. and then moving into doing a new record next year, which we're really excited about, because I think it's about time we release something new, and it's super heavy and kick-ass, and so yeah. there'll be another addition to the playlist that'll be backing up after Black Betty, UFO, and Calypso, and yeah. Pony, you know. So. Yeah, dude. Well, I love how, like, you guys have bounced back. It's like a lot of bands are kind of easing their way back into this form of touring and music now by releasing singles. You guys are like, no, 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 no. Full album, double album, <laughs> Janet, touring. Yeah. I feel like it's... Yeah. T- tell us about this album, that uh, this collection of songs well, from Janet. Well, it all started with last year, the, the 25th anniversary of Ivy and, you know, us winning the Hottest 100 and stuff with, with Buy Me A Pony. And, and I think one of the things that happened that was positive in COVID with us is it really galvanized us as a band. We started Zooming every week because we couldn't jam. And we all just started hanging out and just doing stuff and, you know, posting things and putting stuff out there, but mainly just for each other. And I just started writing almost straight away. I hadn't written much, um, but I started writing all this, you know, very Spider-Bait-oriented rock stuff. And Mm. it's all just like Motorhead, Metallica kind of fucked up shit. And it just really motivated me to to write for the band again. And everyone started doing the same thing. And around the same time, we did the the anniversary of the Vivi. Mm. And then our relationship with our label has been lovely. And they're just like, well, let's do something else. And so... The next thing was like, well, let's do some playlists. You know, Spotify has been great and, we, you know, let's reboot this because our back catalogue for a band like us has been around as long as we have is actually quite large. So yeah, yeah, yeah. there's a lot of material there you can work with. So we um, we started looking at that and then I just said, oh, well, let's just try a whole bunch of Janet songs. What would it sound like if it was just all of Janet songs in a row? Because 
in the context of our band, everyone's like, you know, um, there's a me, I'll sing and then she'll sing and then I'll sing, you know, and like, like you were playing before, like um, at Groovin, we really noticed that just as many people were going nuts for Calypso as they were for Black Betty, you know, that's the essence of our band is the duality of us as singers. And so I thought, well, no one's ever heard all of Janet's stuff in a row. And then it just sounded really cool. And so I ended up making it into an, an asking everyone, why don't we release this as an album? And it's, it's, a, it's a compilation and a retrospective, but it's just her stuff. And it sounds like a whole new record. Like if you listen to it all, yeah. in, in it, it's, it sounds like a solo record in the context of a band. That's kind of what it is. Mm. And um, just I'm just so proud of her and proud of it because she's not one to be in the limelight very much. And I really encourage everyone to check it out because it's a really um, refreshing sort of take, I guess, on our band. And it's it's just a beautiful legacy to her. Like if she if she was you know to to retire tomorrow she could basically have this collection as her legacy and so that's kind of what these shows are about and then we thought well now that we've done this and it's come out so good the cover is like her at at the big day out years ago and just this tiny silhouette with mm. thousands of screaming people in front of her and we thought well now we've done this I think it's time we release a new album and we do some new material so that will be kind of part three in this trilogy of awesomeness so hopefully I'll be talking to you next year about the new stuff yeah dude I find with Janet there's her voice is so soothing yeah well she I think she has this because she wasn't a trained singer I don't think she's one of those people that never realized that she was a singer the first song she sung with us was footy and that's like way back in the early 90s yeah and then it wasn't until Calypso um, and the stuff on Ivy that she started singing in that really, you know, now famous soft, quiet voice of hers. Yeah. Um, and I think it's been a journey of discovery for her as much as us and everyone else or the fans that, and I really like that, um, the sort of um, accidental hero type of thing in yeah. music. Like most yeah. people, a lot of people in music, particular singers are extroverted, listen to me, check me out. And that's that confidence is what draws them to the front. But with her, it's very much like, oh yeah, I guess I'll have a go at singing. And then, yeah. I'll, oh, this is, sounds pretty good. And now she's this, you know, I, I sort of see her and Adelita as this sort of two powerful women of that era me that too. are so, and still really amazing today. And ads is incredible. I love Adelita so much. Um, and, but the thing about Janet's, she'll trick you. She'll like, if you, even a song like Calypso, it sounds so joyous and happy, but the lyrics are dark. She has a dark sort of, um, melancholy about a lot of her experience. Mm. And that kind of gives, I think the work an extra depth. And I've always really been impressed about that, that way that she can sort of, um, uh, con, uh, make something a bit more complex than it seems on the surface. Man, she's incredible. I just love it. She's just like, she's got this way of writing songs where it just goes verse to chorus. that seems so effortless. Mm. You know what I mean? Which is quite incredible. You guys all have that. And uh, this tour, man, it's going to be a lot of fun playing some big venues. Yeah, it'll be, um, it'll be brilliant. And I think um, also just in terms of, um, it will be a lot of songs as part of these shows that we've never played before. So we're kind of in the process of practicing and, and learning relearning a lot of old songs um purely for the purposes of doing this this tour so i think it'll be quite an emotional event and and really unique so we can't wait to do it cram looking forward to seeing you again with more news later on down the track and i'm looking at you now you don't look tired you don't look hungover. You haven't freaking aged man we talked to all our 90s singers like what was in the water back then man kevin mitchell jebediah cav eskimo joe phil Tim Rogers, Bernard. What the hell's going on, man? It's you guys weird, all still eh? look great. It's it, well, I don't know. We 
we um, it's best not to discuss it or something might change overnight. It's <laughs> yeah. like, you know, if I'm feeling the picture of Dorian Gray is, is, is imp- impending doom <laughs> upon us, Maddie. But um, the same with you, brother. And um, I always enjoy talking to you and I'm such a big fan. Of, of British India and I hope love to hopefully we can all play together again one day bro yeah dude I, hopefully I got a feeling it's not coming soon well you got the best team in the business new world artists you got Emily on the map PR out there so dude I, I think it's going to happen Cram always a pleasure man thanks, thanks Matty all the best mate Cram what a dude if you like that chat and you want to know spider bait states just head to triple au and stay here plenty of good interviews just waiting for you. Gang of Use live in London. Crowded house from New Zealand to the Rubens, James Rain, Jet, you name it. Right here on the Triple M Aussie podcast.